0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: What's going on, Laker fans? Thank you very much for tuning in. One hour of Los Angeles Lakers basketball right here on 710 ESPN. We'll go till 8 o'clock tonight. BT, Brad Turner of the LA Times will join me in about a half hour. Um, got a lot of things to get into. Lakers sin at 5-5 five and five on the year. Uh, won two games in a row. Really got kind of a unique opportunity to clean up some at least um, uh, put themselves in a position where they could start winning some games at home. I know they've been great at home, literally perfect at home, 4-0. But they got some very favorable matchups over these next couple weeks, so let's see if the Lakers can do some damage. Want to talk about Austin Reeves coming off the bench. Want to talk about the latest with LeBron James. He's questionable for tomorrow. Jared Vanderbilt's getting a little bit closer to returning as well, even though we know he's not going to play tomorrow. Um... A lot of things to uh, hit on around Lakers basketball. I was thinking about this a little bit earlier today. So Lakers is in at 5-5 five and five on the season. A couple things that have stuck out so far. So you're 10 games in. Um, you know, we obviously know it's a, it's, a, it's a long season. We're about three weeks into the year so far. And there's already a... A ton of storylines. To be honest with you, there's already a lot of things that you're looking at with the Lakers. It's like, oh, that's a little surprising. Wow, I wasn't expecting that. Okay, that was expected. Um, the slow start. I got to be honest with you, that one I was not expecting. I-, I-, I thought that the Lakers didn't think they'd come out to a five and five start. It's not the end of the world. Uh, like I mentioned, these next couple of weeks they should be three four games above five hundred if things just go as planned and just taking care of your home cooking and everything else. We'll see what eventually happens. Um, But the slow start, I think it's not just you lost this game that I thought you should have won. I think more it's just the style of play that the Lakers played over the first 10 games, and I know I've said this here, it sounds like on a consistent basis over the first few weeks wasn't all that impressive. Now, I think things are getting a little bit better, but – you look at game-to-game, game and it was um, every win that they had was a tough win. By the way, that hasn't really changed. The Lakers have two close games against the Phoenix Suns. Uh, they beat Orlando by three. They beat the Clippers in overtime. And then yesterday, I, heck, it was a one-possession game against the Portland Trailblazers with a couple minutes left to go until they eventually pulled away. The Lakers really haven't had a night where you kind of got to sit back in the fourth quarter and just relax and say, yeah, I know this is going to be a Lakers W. Every game seems to be coming down towards the end. Um, some of the bad losses as well, I, I think we would all agree with this. Whether you lose by one or you lose by 34 like they did to the Houston Rockets, okay, that threw me off a little bit. The loss against the Miami Heat was just a one-point loss, but they had some chances to win. The loss against Orlando, lose by 19. They've had some games so far where you're kind of scratching your head and saying, man, some of these close games, some of them can't go our way. Um I thought it was interesting too, and again, these are just things through the first 10 games that have stuck out to me so far. Remember after that loss to the Orlando Magic, Darvin Ham calling out the Lakers for lack of effort. It's like, oh wow, six games in and there's a question about the Lakers' effort. I think they're in the process of getting that cleaned up and figured out. I thought what happened on Friday really threw me off, and it was not something I was expecting, nor I think a lot of people out there were expecting. Austin Reeves coming off the bench. I'm going to spend a little time talking about that, but that happened pretty quick. It's it's less to do with Austin Reeves coming off the bench. It has more to do with, wow, the Lakers feel like they need to make a change, and we're eight, nine games in, and there's a little bit of, okay, hey, this isn't working. Let's go to something completely different. If you'd have told me before the season that we'd be 10 games in and they were going to make a change to the starting lineup – I just wouldn't think Austin Reeves was going to be in the mix, but I think that happened for a reason. Obviously happened before the Phoenix Suns game. Um, there's another thing that kind of stuck out to me. and I think these last two games, one of, the thing, one of the things that I think is most important to point out, I think these last two games gives you a good idea of what the Lakers felt like they built in the offseason. A lot of guys contributing. Um, the vision that they had where you could play 10, 11 guys deep and many different guys can contribute on a night-to-night-out basis. I think last night without LeBron, six guys scored in double figures. That's a vision that I, – I, I asked uh, Darvin this actually before the game. That what he saw in the game against Phoenix where everyone had a moment – Rui had a moment. Reddish had a moment. D'Lo had a moment. Reeves had a moment. Wood had a moment. All these guys had moments. That if that was the original vision and that's what got them so excited about this upcoming year, he's like literally that's exactly uh, what they were hoping for. So these last two games, I will say that that portion has been nice. We're ten games into the season. Lakers in at five and five. You know, if you go look at the, the the standings, and it's way too early to do so, but they're right in the mix. You're going to have teams. Minnesota's playing some great basketball right now. They've won six in a row. The Houston Rockets started 0-3. They're now 6-3. and They've won six in a row. Dallas getting off to a great start. They're 8-2. Denver's 8-2. and two. No real surprise there. After that, everyone's just bunched together. Um, the Thunder, the Warriors, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Suns, the Pelicans. But it's so early in the season... I don't think it really means that much, but for the Lakers to sit 5-5, five and five, those are a few of the storylines that I took away um, from the season so far. Just the some of the losses and losing by 34, Darvin Ham calling out the team after the Magic game, already a change to the starting lineup, and now you're also starting to see the role players really contribute. Still a lot of basketball left to go, but those are some of the things that uh, stood out to me most. Um, I want to go back to Austin Reeves here for a quick second. That is the... The biggest thing that happened over this last couple of days, Lakers won on Friday in Phoenix, good win, a uh, very very good win, and then they took care of business yesterday against the Blazers without uh, um, without LeBron. So, bringing Austin Reeves off the bench, good idea or not? I think everyone was open to trying to see if it would change anything, at least from. My interaction with Laker fans, it felt like, all right, well, you know, it, it, nothing's really got off to a great start. The Lakers were sitting at 3-5. and five. They had a road game coming up against the Phoenix Suns. Devin Booker was still out, but Bradley Beal was going to play with Kevin Durant for the Phoenix Suns, and you already started your road trip out 0-3. It's like, okay, do you want to bring Austin Reeves off the bench? Let's see what happens. And Austin Reeves, let, let's be completely honest with each other. He just got off to a bad start. Austin Reeves is not playing good basketball through the first eight games of the year. And he had some moments here and there, but the Austin Reeves of, hey, this is going to be your third most important player. Um, You know, the, the building blocks of what, the foundation he already set for himself, and it's, okay, where are you going to take your game now to the next level? The expectations were going to be different. Reeves had not been playing well. So now they bring the Lakers, or the Lakers bring Reeves off the bench. And I thought it was interesting. Let me read you guys a quote. Um, this was after the game on Friday, and this just kind of shows where Austin Reeves is mentally when it came to the conversation with Darvin Hamm, and also what a team guy this dude is to begin with. He said, truthfully, you don't want to have that conversation. You would love to have been playing better to not have those conversations, winning as a team. But my parents taught me at a young age that the coach is the coach, and his decision Regardless if you agree with it, don't agree with it, you respect it. And that's what I did. So Reeves obviously did not get off to a good start. He wasn't playing good basketball. There was some conversation about the Lakers um, needing to have more size. There was some conversation about the Lakers can you have? You already have a guy that needs a ball in his hand, and Braun. D'Lo is, you know, certainly one that needs a ball in his hand to be most effective. And now Austin Reeves seems like he's in a similar mold. Well, is there just too many guys that need the ball to start games off? Are they better off with of going to Cam Reddish and bring Austin Reeves off the bench? Uh, Reeves went on to say, "We had a good dialogue back and forth on what we thought we can do better as a unit," um, and then he ends up saying, "And for me, winning." is the main thing that that's pretty much the, the th- only thing that I really cared about is Austin Reeves kept kind of emphasizing if this is what's in the best interest of the team then I'm going to do what's in the best interest of the team I respect that obviously every Laker fan respects a, a player out there that is saying if this is what we got to do and this is what makes makes most sense then let's do it now it's up to the Lakers now to start winning some ball games to justify, um, just to basically justify what they're doing and why they're doing it. And let's stack up some W's so nobody's asking the question. If Lakers aren't winning, if Reeves is saying, well, why don't I just go back to the starting lineup? I don't think it's going to be an issue. You know, I, I, I took away from that first game, he played 35 minutes, and he closed out the game, and he was an integral part. Um, I thought last game, last game, uh, last night, I think he had 18, four and four. He looked good again. He had some more opportunities Played 28 minutes. I think the main thing for Austin Reeves is, are you still going to get closing minutes? Are you still going to get starting minutes? Are you going to be in there in the most critical part of the game? Well, if you're playing well, I think you are. And if you're not, probably not, but I think that's fair for any one of these role players. Um, in the beginning it's, well, let's see what it looks like. But when the dust settles, I want to read to you guys what it looks like the starters and the bench would look like once everyone is healthy. And we got some updates on health, and and we'll get into that in just a second. The starters for the Lakers would be LeBron, AD, D'Lo, let's say Torian Prince, and let's say they put Jared Vanderbilt there. Let's just say that's the starters. I know you can make a substitute here and there, but let's just say that's the five. Look at the bench that the Lakers would have After that, Gabe Vincent, Austin Reeves, Rui Hachimura, Cam Reddish, and Christian Wood. That's got to be the deepest 10 in the NBA. And I'm not telling you they're the best. I'm not telling you Lakers are going to go out and win an NBA championship. What I'm telling you is that's a lot of freaking talent. That if you figure out how to put these pieces together and these guys start understanding how to play with one another and what's the strengths and what's the weaknesses and how this player complements that player – in 30 days or so, what what would that look like if everybody's healthy? And I Listen, we're not in a position where everyone is healthy, so I know that's going to take a little bit of time, and it's really tough to see in the NBA to watch some of these teams and they're healthy for an entire season. That, that doesn't typically happen. But it just shows you the flexibility that the Lakers have and damn if they can just get into some type of rhythm, if they can put themselves in a spot, in a position that, okay, we know Awesome Reese is coming off the bench. That's what he's going to do. We know Rui's role and Cam's role and Christian Wood's role and everything else. I think it just shows the capability that this team may have and uh, and just how deep it is, and that's the way the roster was built. It was literally built for this exact reason, so I I think up to this point, um, we haven't really got to see everything, of what this roster can be, will be, and, and and certainly the potential of it. But I think just me just literally reading off what that lineup can look like gives you a little bit of an idea of, uh, of what this could potentially be. Um, okay, we do have some updates on LeBron James and Jared Vanderbilt. Obviously, that's going to be uh, as important as anything else around Lakers basketball. Uh, so let, let's do this. When we come back, I want to spend a little time on that. Uh, quick uh, reminder here. Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN is brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Rush into your neighborhood Valvoline and let the expert technicians make sure your ride is in peak performance. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and game-winning coupons. Just a great partner here on 710 ESPN and on Lakers Talk. And oh, by the way, uh, don't procrastinate. Go get your car serviced. They'll uh, they'll take good care of you. Uh, updates on LeBron. Updates on Jared Vanderbilt when we come back. And something I noticed in yesterday's game, which is very intriguing without LeBron in the lineup. We'll get into that coming up next as well. Uh, stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. All right, whether you're heading to the stadium to cheer on your team, of course the Los Angeles Lakers, or going to watch a game at a friend's house, commit to the Go Safely game plan. Um, for anyone out there that's whatever it is, you're going to a sporting event, you're hanging out with friends, if you plan a drink, just plan ahead. That's it. Leave the keys behind and get a sober designated driver. Uh still need a sober ride home? You have options. Use public transit or use a ride-hailing service and stick to the game plan. Whatever you do, don't let yourself or your friends be in a position where you're driving impaired. If you drive while impaired, you could get arrested or worse, be involved in a traffic crash that causes serious death or injury. Uh, you know, I, I hate to point this out, but you have to because it's the absolute truth and, and it's the reality here. Alcohol obviously controls your actions and reactions, especially behind the wheel. 37 people are killed in drunk driving crashes every day in the United States. That's one person every 39 minutes. Uh, Please pay attention to this message. Go safely, California, from the California Office of Traffic Safety and Caltrans.
0: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Visit one eight hundred gamblernet First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. All
1: right, we got uh, Brad Turner of the LA Times joining us in about ten minutes or so. Continue to talk Lakers basketball. Lakers got man, it's a uh, it's a packed schedule. So they played Friday, they played last night, they play tomorrow, they play Wednesday, they play Friday again, they play Sunday. And then they go Tuesday, Wednesday again, and then obviously a couple days off for Thanksgiving. Uh, That's a lot of games that they're packing in, but very winnable games. And certainly for the Lakers, as best as they possibly can, stack up those wins while you can, uh, especially because the schedule will get a little bit easier. Lakers Talk is brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Rush into your neighborhood, Valvoline and let the expert technicians make sure your ride is in peak performance. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and game-winning coupons. Thank you to their partnership here on Seven Ten. Um, okay, so one of the things I want to get into here real quick. We got an update. The The Lakers always put out the status report of uh, players available, you know, for the upcoming game. Anthony Davis is listed as probable. LeBron James is listed as questionable again. Um By the way, Jared Vanderbilt, who I'll get into in just a second here, he's out tomorrow as well, but he was reevaluated. I'm going to get into him in just a second. So, Braun listed as questionable. Let's talk Braun first. He didn't play yesterday, and the Lakers end up beating the Portland Trailblazers. There aren't too many teams worse than the Blazers in the Western Conference. One of those teams is the Memphis Grizzlies, and the Lakers got Memphis tomorrow. Um... It wasn't an easy game by any stretch of the imagination, and that's with Portland missing Malcolm Brogdon, Anthony Simons, um, Scoop, Robert Williams III, who's out for the season. So they're missing some of their main guys as well, and it was basically Jeremy Grant, uh, DeAndre, and a couple of these guys um, uh, tried to make it happen, and they made it a game, but the Lakers end up winning that game. If LeBron is listed as questionable tomorrow... Um, I know if he's not feeling 100% or, or he can't go, then it's not even a conversation, then then he won't go. But if the Lakers have the option, uh, if LeBron is saying, you know what, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit better, but I can only play in one of these next two games because they go back-to-back Tuesday and Wednesday, I- I'd like to see him not play tomorrow. I really would. I- I'd rather have him ready to play on Wednesday against the Sacramento Kings, save him for that game. Uh, De'Aaron Fox... Looks like he'll be back for that game. I'm actually watching in the background right now. i got the NBA League pass, and you got the Cavs and the Kings. And this is De'Aaron Fox's first game back from that ankle injury that he suffered against the Lakers all the way back in, I think it was the third game of the season, something along those lines. We we're still in October. Um, so I, I know the Lakers are going to be extra, extra cautious with LeBron either way. And LeBron is not somebody that usually misses time unless he needs to miss time. But if he's questionable tomorrow, and you got these back to back, and if if the if the thought process is okay, well, let's have him play in one of these next two games. I'd much rather have him play in the game on uh, Wednesday against the Sacramento Kings, and that just means the Lakers and all these role players and everybody else, including Anthony Davis, need to handle business tomorrow. I liked watching the Lakers without LeBron last night. And let, let me tell you why I, I enjoyed watching the Lakers without Braun. How many times have we, especially, not just this season, but this is really the case with LeBron James' entire career, he's so great and he's so unbelievable and he dictates the flow of the game and he's a facilitator and he can drive to the basket and he, he pretty much does everything. How many times when you watch Lakers basketball – do you see these guys just standing around because LeBron James is in the game? Or uh, shot clock's running down, they just throw to LeBron, and it's that safety valve, right? It's the it's like you pull the, uh, the fire alarm, and it's like, okay, Bron, save us. And I thought last night gave players an opportunity to try to figure out, hey, LeBron is not there, to try to figure out, how to get a W when LeBron James is not there if you guys remember this there were some ridiculous stats early on um, early on where it was hey when Bron is in the game the Lakers are plus this and when he leaves the game they're minus it. and it's just the, the numbers were ridiculous but how many different times this year braun goes to go get a go get a breather and Lakers are down five and then by the time braun comes back they're down 12 or they're down three braun comes back they're down 10. That's how it's been pretty much all season for the Lakers. And the thing that stuck out to me yesterday specifically is I loved trying to watch these guys know, you figure it out. Rui, find a way to contribute. Bron is not there. Cam Reddish, find a way to contribute. LeBron is not there. Austin Reeves, you don't have an option. You are supposed to be somebody that's contributing every single night. Find a way to contribute because LeBron is not checking in in this game. And I think there's moments that these players can learn when LeBron is not in. In a perfect world, LeBron plays every game. It ain't a perfect world, and he's in his 21st season, so it's not going to happen. But more importantly, that LeBron doesn't play an entire game I want these guys to learn how they could be most effective when Bron is just trying to go get a breather. So if last night's game could help, all right, it's maybe it's confidence. Maybe what to do when Bron is not there. Of course, ultimately you're going to have to learn when you're playing with Bron how to be most effective as well. But I thought last night's game was interesting for those reasons. I thought last night's game was interesting because he wasn't there. And they didn't have uh, uh, the opportunity to just throw it. It was actually – they were throwing the ball a lot more to Anthony Davis, I felt like, in the block when they needed some kind of safety valve. And I, we all know this. If the Lakers are going to be successful this year, it's not just going to be, well, LeBron was good and AD was good. No, all these other players are going to have to find times, find ways to contribute. And whether it was Rui last night or Cam or D'Lo with his 11 assists or – uh, Austin Reeves or Christian Wood, who's had his moments, or Torian Prince has moments. They're going to need not every player, every game, but certainly a few of these guys to make it happen on a night-in-night-out basis. So hopefully, that's obviously that helps the Lakers uh, moving forward. Quick update here on Jared Vanderbilt. So um, the word from the Lakers, and I want to read this here. I think I got it. So I, I know he's not playing tomorrow. And then the word that we saw it came out, it said this is about nine, ten hours ago. Jared Vanderbilt was reevaluated by by Lakers team doctors and has been cleared to begin a return to play progression. Further updates will be provided as appropriate. So What exactly that means, I don't know, but it sounds like good news that he's at least going to try to find his way back into that lineup and hopefully an option sooner than later for uh, Darvin Ham and the Lakers. Okay, Brad Turner covers the Lakers for the LA Times. He's coming up next. Stay right here. appreciate you guys being a part of the show. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. All right, is your vehicle due for a service? Heading your neighborhood Valvoline and let the expert technicians take care of your ride. Uh, Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home with a 15-minute drive-through oil change. For Over 30 years, Valvoline has provided quick and convenient automotive maintenance services for busy people just like you. At Valvoline, you stay in your car. You stay safe. While the expert technicians make sure your ride is in peak performance, oil changes, tire rotations, transmission care, and more. Just pull up, drive in, and drive out in about 15 minutes. Quick little story here, at least from my own personal experience. Anytime that check engine light comes on, anytime it's time to go get your car serviced, there are Valvoline instant oil changes all over Southern California. Um, Whether you got it on your phone or just go to your desktop, whatever the case, there's locations everywhere. Don't procrastinate. Just go get the service done. It takes just about 15 minutes. They're fantastic and they'll make sure your car is ready to go. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Brad Turner coming up next. Uh, All right, Lakers. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there.
2: Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We've
1: got another game coming up tomorrow. Late tip-off, 7.30 tip-off. Pre-game show will start at 6.00. Uh, someone you hear... Very often on the pregame show. BT, Brad Turner from the LA Times taking some time. Uh BT, hope you're enjoying your Monday evening. Thank you for uh taking the time, buddy. Alan Man, for you, anything,
3: anytime. Not like that other guy that
1: you and yeah. I both know. Okay, so for Michael, no, but for me thank you, BT. I appreciate oh, absolutely. that. I will I'll pass on the message to him tomorrow. I'll make sure that he knows.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> BT, we, we actually just were here in uh Cam Reddish, uh, we we are hearing a a little bit of that sound in the background, and Cam Reddish is talking about how everybody is so supportive of him and how um, he just feels uh, so comfortable and obviously trying to do everything he can to help the team any way that he can. What does that tell you? I don't want to be too dramatic here, but what does that tell you about the, the culture on the team? What does that tell you about the leadership on the team? What does that tell you that a player like Cam Reddish, who's bounced around, played for a number of teams, Christian Woods played for eight teams in eight years, and he seems to be finding a fit here with the Lakers? What just what 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 does that say about the makeup? You no, know, I'll say it starts with Anthony Davis and
3: LeBron James. They are the two captains. They're the guys that everyone looks up to. And let's not forget, in the case of Cam Reddish, he's in the same camp, the same agency as a and AD with Rich Paul and Clash Sports. So they have a relationship built on that. But more than that, it's just that they know in order for the Lakers to have any success, they need someone like Cam Reddish. They can see his talent. They need someone like Rui Hachimura. They need these young players to live up to their potential. And the idea that Darwin is letting LeBron and AD lead, the Darwin is – Ham is also – making sure that Cam Reddish is always on top of his game, making sure that Christian Woods understands what his role is. And I think it's a beautiful thing. I mean, I've been around the Lakers for a long, long time, and I've seen this happen before. This just goes in line with what they've done in the past from the Jerry West days to Magic, Kareem, Kobe, Shag, Kobe, Paul Gasol, and now here we are again. Hmm.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. The um, I, I love hearing quotes like that. And and look, the Lakers got a long way to go, and nobody's questioning that. They sit at five and five. Uh, some of the role players that everyone was going to depend on, and I I think you know we we could talk about Cam Reddish, we could talk about Rui Hachimura, um, certainly Christian Wood and uh, Austin Reeves, and just go down the list. And yes, Jared Vanderbilt, Gabe Vincent, we haven't got a chance to see them and we'll get to that, and hopefully they're back before uh, before we know it. These last two games, you see a ton of guys having moments and a ton of guys contributing, and it doesn't have to be, you know, for 48 minutes, but Rui can have a moment, and then D'Lo can have 11 dimes, and Reeves can have 18 points, and this that balance, um, how key do you think that's going to be when the dust settles, and we talk about this Lakers season Based on the success that they have, and let's pretend everybody's healthy, and I know that doesn't—that's not a guarantee. But how big is that portion that you can't just be depending on two guys? And the strength of the Lakers team has to be the depth.
3: Yeah, look, it's huge. When Rod Palinka put this team together over the summer, he, Kurt Rambas, the Bus Boys, I mean, they knew that if they can compile some quality depth around LeBron and AD that have a chance to have success. And they've done that. Let's not forget Jackson Hayes. You know, he's played pretty well in his role. And as you said, we have not seen Jerry Vanderbilt yet. We saw Gabe Vincent a little bit before he got hurt. Um, TP has been really good. I mean, it's been fun to watch, you know, Prince do his thing out there. It's, it's been something that they put together and they thought this would be the reason behind it that they could stay afloat in case someone gets injured. In this case, now they've had what three guys out? Brian missed the game. You had uh, uh, Jared bison Jared Vanderbilt hasn't played all year long. Gabe Benson is out, but they're holding on. And that's the most important thing. That's why you you get a team with depth and quality depth.
1: Yeah, it, it's a it's a good way to put it too because I, I think the depth that you're referring to and it, it has to be. LeBron missed yesterday's game. There's a lot of times where LeBron goes to try to take a breather, and there just isn't enough uh, uh, enough juice or enough – and here's the funny thing. I think they have the talent to sustain when LeBron goes to try to get some rest, and um, that has not been the case. But hopefully as the season progresses, that's not an issue anymore. Um, one of the things that, that happened on Friday – it definitely threw me off. I don't know how much of a surprise it was to you – How much of a surprise was it that the Lakers made that change to the starting lineup and decided to bring Austin Reeves off the bench?
3: You know, I think it surprised everyone out there in the sports universe because we didn't see it coming. Yes, Austin wasn't having a great start to the season, but I think a lot of us knew why. He played so much during the summer with USA Basketball, did not get a chance to rest like he normally would. But the reason behind it made sense to me. The second unit, not having Gabe Vincent, not having Jerry Vanderbilt, if he is going to be a starter or not. Rui Hachamore just not coming back. They needed someone to sort of guide that team. Any idea that so many guys are playing well as starters? So, yeah, it was a surprise, but they were, they're what, 2-0 and with this? So 2-0. I guess it's pretty good.
1: Yeah. Is that, is that something that you think? Um, it, it, and two and zero, obviously a very small sample size, but it's not like Austin Reeves is not going to get starter type of minutes. Right. But is this something that you see that we're sitting here a month from now, a couple months from now, and, and that's yeah, that's going to be Reeves's role? I mean, who can say? Mm-hmm. Too many things can happen between now
3: and shoot the end of the week. Guys can get hurt. There could be trades out there. I mean, we just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I can't read the future. But I think if all things have been considered, if they can get everyone back healthy again, that I think that's a good look for them. They enjoy the idea of having Austin coming off the bench. And as we saw, Austin Reeves finishes games. That's the most important thing, is that he's out there when the game is on the
1: line. It seems like BT in that same – and uh, that same scope, D'Angelo Russell hasn't been in too many. But I, I don't know off the top of my head, but what, what do you think delo has got to do to be a consistent closer on this team as well?
3: Play defense. It's pretty simple as that. Defend your man. Be a good team defender. Don't
1: turn the ball over. Play defense. Hmm. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, D'Lo, D- and it, it, it is kind of funny because we already know this. We know how much Darvin Ham, how much he values the defensive side of the ball. I mean, heck, we saw it in the playoffs, right? Lakers were playing the Denver Nuggets, and it was Dennis Schroeder that was getting a lot of those minutes, and it, it wasn't, uh, uh, it, it certainly wasn't um, D'Angelo. And, and we'll see as the season progresses if he can find a way to be more effective on the other side to, to have opportunities, and um, and that's the beauty of part of the depth that the Lakers have, they don't have to have him in. Now, if he's having a good game, I'm I'm sure he'll be in those situations.
3: Oh, look, absolutely. I mean, the one thing D'Angelo Russell said when the season began, that he did not want teams to look at him and think, that's an easy target. I mean, obviously I'm paraphrasing here. So he wanted to improve his defense. He, He didn't want to be a liability out there. And that's a start right there, knowing that that's not one of your strengths to get better at it. He'd had some games where he has finished games, but the last couple he has not. The main thing is the Lakers won those games. But if D'Angelo Russell wants to be in there in the fourth quarter, in the crunch time, he has to become a better and a willing defender.
1: Brad Turner covers the uh, Lakers for the LA Times, taking some time to join us here on Lakers Talk. Uh, BT, 5-5 five and five to start the year. Surprise, kind of thought you where you thought they would be. What just some stuff that have stuck out over these first ten games, and as far as the record goes, is, is this where you thought they would be? No, it's not
3: two and ten. <laughs> Let's
1: just <start> with that, <laughs> that, that so, definitely is not
3: the case. That's a good thing. You know, it was. I mean, there were a few games I thought they would have won, or could have won. I thought they would have won at Sacramento. I mean, I thought they would have won at Houston. Mm-hmm. You know, but they didn't. So you are what we thought you were. You're 5-5. Five and five. That's what you are right now. There's time and there's room to improve and to get better. They have, what, three more games this week? If you win all three of those games, then what? They're 8-5. and five. So play the well, game, win the game, and you improve your record.
1: And, BT, how about this? I mean, very winnable games. Let me just go through a couple of these games that they got coming up. Memphis has two wins on the season. Yes, um, Sacramento will be a home game, and now De'Aaron Fox is back. They're playing the Cavs as we speak right now, and that's definitely not the walk in the. That's definitely not a walk in the park, but you're at home, so you already lost that game against Sacramento on the road. Uh, Lakers will be expected to win that one, especially if Bron is there. But after that, you got at Portland again. I know Portland put up a fight, but they're not a team that's competing for a playoff spot. Houston at home after that loss by 34. Then you got Utah, who's got off to a slow start. There's some very Mm -hmm. winnable games here. I'm curious how much the Lakers take advantage of that schedule. They
3: can't overlook anyone. You know, we thought for a while
1: there they were
3: perhaps not playing their best basketball against Portland last night. They end up winning the game. But it's not easy. It's Look, none of these games are easy, sure. to be honest. You have to go out there. You have to put forth the right effort. You have to execute, do all those things. Based on what we're saying now, the toughest game they would face would be against Dallas, right? Next week? They and, mean and, they're and, one of the surprise and, teams. But you know it's what? At and, home.
1: and Houston. Houston's won six in a row. Yes, they have. Mm-hmm. You know, so none of the games are easy.
3: And, and look, just remember, last night, it took all the Lakers had, even <laughs> sure. though LeBron's James did not play, sure. it took all they had to beat the Portland Trail Blazers.
1: BT, is there – and we saw the status report, and LeBron's listed as questionable tomorrow. Um, any? Do you think the fact that the Lakers play back-to-back and there's just a ton of games going on at once – Any strategy there, or do you think this is just, no, he's dealing with something and it's going to take a second, and until he's feeling good and 100%, um, they're not going to risk anything?
3: It may be both, but mostly if LeBron James did not play in a game, he was injured. He could not play. And the smart and prudent thing to do was to let him rest, let him heal so he's available to play the next time they get out there on the court. Maybe he plays tomorrow night. Maybe doesn't play against again against, until Sacramento. But he got, what, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, three days to rest. Yep. And if he's available, we know LeBron James will play.
1: Um, BT, we saw this update from the Lakers on Jared Vanderbilt. And it sounds like he's just basically, he's not playing tomorrow, but he's going to start the process of returning. Any... Any detail or any insight that you have of what that looks like and, and how long of a process that is? Or um, this is just a, well, he's, he's going to get back to basketball program and being able to be a part of the mix. But when he actually plays, we won't know for a little bit.
3: You know, we have seen Jared at practice when it's over. He's out there working on his dribbling skills. It's mostly stationary. So we've seen some basketball activity which is a good thing, but obviously he's just not ready to play again. I mean, it just takes a while for the body to heal. It's unfortunate because they do miss him. I mean, he's one of their – shoot, one of their – he's probably – he's their best wing defender. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest about that. And they can at what, three, four positions. So they miss that. He worked on his shooting to become a 3 and D guy. They miss that. And they miss his energy. And his effort and his rebound, and they miss everything about him. And he's a good teammate to have around. So when he's healthy and ready to play, they will run him back out
1: there. Brad Turner from the LA Times taking some time to join us here on Lakers Talk. BT, last one, and this one will be more of an NBA question. It's really been the conversation for the last couple of days. Um, the Lakers got the Grizzlies tomorrow. Yesterday, yeah. Memphis got their second win of the season by beating the Clippers, and that was the you a know, couple hours before the Lakers got uh, tipped off against the Blazers. Well, what's your best explanation of hmm. the Clippers' start without James Harden, and, and just how big of an issue do you think this is, or it's just a matter of time before they figure it out? You know, I spent last week with them in New York,
3: at the Knicks, at Brooklyn, And I went to the practice they had where we talked with them at the hotel the day before the first game on last Sunday. And everything was being said. The right things were being said. It's going to take time. That's clear now. And the key word you keep hearing is tiptoeing around each other. That's what I see happening too much is that James – I remember asking him a question question in Brooklyn Have you ever been this wide open in your career in the last eight or nine years? And he says, No, I'm not used to this, so I hesitate. You know, then you go to Paul George and ask him about not taking enough shots. Why not? Well, because I want James to get more comfortable. Hmm. And the Kawhi saying the same thing I want James to become more comfortable. I want all of us to be more comfortable, and they're not. They're all ball-dominant players, which is not a bad thing at all. I mean, that's what they're great at. And until they can get that figured out on who would have the ball the most, who is the number... Number number one is Kawhi Leonard. Let's be honest. Best player on their team, one of the best in the NBA. Number two, or 1A, should be Paul George, because he is their second best player on the team. Then you sort of work your way down. Is it Russell Westbrook? Is it... James Harden. I mean, trying to get this figured out won't be easy for Clippers, of course, Ty Lue. But as you know, I'm a big fan of him. And if someone will make it
1: right and get it done, it is Tyron Lue. BT, thank you for the time, brother. Always appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow, Lakers and the Grizzlies. Thanks, bud. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Alan. All right. That is uh, Brad Turner of the LA Times. We come back. Final thoughts. I want to look at that schedule I was talking about that's coming up. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Okay, I want to talk about uh, Sierra Subaru of Monrovia. Man, they do so much for the local community through the Subaru Love Promise initiatives. I've been involved with them now for about five, six months, and every single month they got something different coming up. Maybe it's something with the YMCA. Maybe it's something uh, to help out with donations, uh, clothing for the homeless. I mean, there's so many different programs they're a part of, which is why I love this partnership. Um, In the month of November, Sierra Subaru is teaming up with the Foothill Unity Center Neighbors Helping Neighbors Initiative now through November 20th. Join them in helping to make Thanksgiving brighter by dropping off canned foods to support the Sierra Subaru team to help prepare and distribute Thanksgiving baskets to neighbors in need. Just go to SierraSubaru.com for more information or visit them just off the 210 and 605 freeway. That's SierraSubaru.com.
0: 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. Splash! Shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: Uh, Thank you to uh, Brad Turner from the LA Times. Just want to um, just look at the upcoming week for the Lakers. Memphis tomorrow. Sacramento coming up on Wednesday. Friday at Portland. And then Sunday versus the Rockets. That's four games in about was that five, six nights, something along those lines. So the Lakers are packing it in for sure. Um, but I think some very winnable games. We all knew that the Lakers the first ten games were going to be tough. Um, and now it's a chance to get a couple games over five hundred. So I really, really want to see the Lakers take advantage of this schedule. Um, we don't know if LeBron's going to play tomorrow. We're not 100 percent sure, you know, when he's available and when he comes back. But I, I do think for the Lakers, the position that they're in, they got enough talent to beat Memphis, Sacramento. You're going to need Braun in that one. At Portland, you should be taking care of business with all the injuries that they have. Then you got Houston and Utah after that. At least looking into next week, it, it's a it's a fun time of the year because now you got some games under your belt. You have a little bit of an idea of what your team is. And the Lakers certainly have an opportunity to move up those standings and get off to a good start, like BT said. It ain't a 2-10 and 10 start, but 5-5. Five and five, See if they could take advantage of that schedule. Big shout-out here. Thank you very much to Michael Funches. Thank you to Laura Romo. Thank you to Mario Ruiz. Uh, everybody that tuned into the show, greatly appreciate it as well. Uh, LA, as always, hope you guys have a great rest of your night.